Alright, welcome back to Old Let's Talk About It. I am your host, Mr. Edward Crawley Jr., and this is the King Crawley Network. Look, before we continue with this the show, episode, <laughs> I keep telling my sister-in-law stop looking at me, so y'all don't pay no mind. The episode, y'all take a moment to hit that subscribe button so that y'all can join into the conversation. That's right. And you know, every piece of content might not be for you, but some of it will be, so you got to subscribe to know what's for you. You know, sometimes you go to the buffet, you don't eat everything on the buffet, but you pay the price for the whole thing. I don't know if that was deep, but think about it. It might be. It was. Eat anyway. what you're going to eat, throw away what you're not going to. Consume, okay? And what she said, too. Look, before we continue, we're going to take a quick second. We're going to insert an ad, and we'll be right back. So the list for today is Crawley Family Center. The Crawley Family Center. Um, they, they run a daycare, and it's expanding. Uh, it's, and that I know them as well. That's my brother and my sister-in-law. She's the, the head of that business, and she's been providing child care and services for I don't want to give the amount of years, but I say a good 15, 20 years she's been in that field. And over the years, they've expanded into from her working, you know, for other businesses and other corporations to having their own business. And it has grown over the years and, and they've expanded. And now I know in their home now, they just remodeled a space to accommodate even more, you know children and have it actually set up as a daycare their email address is place to dwell at gmail.com and the business phone number is 757-537-8269 they're based in the suffolk virginia area so as i said some will be local businesses some will be more spread abroad but they're based in the 757 in virginia if you need services the contact information will be in the description. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are here to uh, have another wonderful conversation. As I made clear the last couple of podcasts, the focus is going to be on relationships, religion, and business. So today I have the perfect couple. This is who I would be if I knew how to get married right. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this, you see this picture? This is me if I could get it right. But since I can't, I got the ones that got it right here. You can get it right. You can have this. I'm 43. I ain't got much time, y'all. <laughs> Somebody do something. <laughs> I, got, I might have 40 more years, but I don't want to spend another one struggling trying to figure y'all out. But anyway, today I have probably got to be my favorite married couple. Because the rest of y'all be cheap. I'm just playing. But everybody don't cheat now. Everybody don't cheat. But seriously... I have a, one of my favorite couples here. I ain't got nothing. They're a great example of <laughs> marriage. Except for that one word. <laughs> um, religion, business. They're doing all of it. They have a relationship. You know, they're Christians. My brother's a pastor. We're believers. First lady. First believers. Now, what's the proper title? You the pastor, she the co-pound? What is it? We're both pastors. Okay, We're double pastors. Considered. She's and the lead worshiper. Lead worshiper. And I'm the senior pastor. And they have entrepreneurial endeavors in their portfolio. So today I want to bring to you once right. again. <laughs> what, what happened? Damn bell right. <laughs> it, it's, it's supposed to be the. <laughs> it's 
So because you can find it, you say Once we're done, you'll see why the belt was there. Because everything will fall down. You couldn't think of anything to say. You couldn't think of any ad libs. So you thought you would mention that, huh? I'm sorry. I just saw it. I'm sorry, man. I messed that whole thing. No, it's all good. You got that out the way. You good? I'm good. All right. Oh, my God. I'm gonna allow them to introduce themselves. I was trying, but go. Go ahead, baby. Hi, everybody. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And like my brother-in-law Ed said, you know, um, set up your notifications so that you can see when he has new content. And please comment and please share. We're going to be as transparent as possible. As always, I am Pastor Michelle Terrell Crawley, and this is my wonderful husband, my pastor, Pastor Eric Terrell Crawley. And we are right here in the comforts of our own home, and we're excited about this podcast. Yeah, I'm supposed to. Oh, I, thought I was you, about to start talking, yeah. but I forgot you got to go to. Um, as as Pastor Michelle said, I am Eric Crawley, born and raised in Emporia, Virginia. Now living in Suffolk, been here almost 20 years. Um, Suffolk, Virginia. Suffolk, Virginia, and um, yes, we are the pastors of the Dwelling Place Ministry. Um, my wife is the owner of the Crawley Family Center, and we've been married almost 20 years also, and we just, we love this podcast, it's good information. It is. Um, um, it does a good job of getting a wide range of information and wide range of people on the podcast, a lot of different subjects. Whether you like the subject or not, it's still good, good content, so yeah, hit that subscribe button and, and follow, follow, like, share, comment for more. Helps out the algorithm. I appreciate that, and that's what I was going to say. My channel may be a little different than what you used to. Some people, they have a topic or a particular area that they focus in, and that's all they do. So somebody came for my video that has the most views, which is talking about my views about religion, which I don't particularly follow one. But if you came here just to hear me do that, that's not what my channel is about. It says relationships, religion, and business. So you won't always just hear my points of view. I have people in my life that are from all different walks of life. So why am I going to just limit it to just one particular topic? So if you came here for that, you can leave. But if you came here to get a full scope of different topics, from entrepreneurs, religion, marriage, relationships, I even got some OnlyFans women might be up here at some point. Some what? OnlyFans. You ain't never heard of that? OnlyFans? Yeah. Okay. Let me know when that's... Yeah, I got a, I got a young lady, but that's going to be... In the vault, but I got some things coming up. But anyway. No, keep watching. We want everybody to keep watching. Those that are spectators, <laughs> too. those that are hating, those that are unsure, um, those that are just interested, just checking it out, just to see, you know, what's going on. Thank you so much. Like and share. Thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot. Okay, let's get to the conversation. Uh, the last, actually, every time you all have come here, there's been like a new development more progress in your journey. Okay, as we speak now, we're in a totally new place, new facility. You all recently moved. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> because we want to have real conversations because, like I said, seriously, when I think about the couples that have good marriages or potentially have good marriages, <clears throat> you all are like probably the first one I think of. And this is for those that may be going into the process, looking to get married and go into that process, have done it before and need to do it again. You all recently bought another house, moved from where you at to another house. 
First of all, what got you to the point to say, okay, it's time to move from here. And then from there, what were the requirements that you needed as far as like credit scores? Who did you talk to? Because you want to give, I want to give people real tools to use when they go out. I have a hunger headache. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's going to be rough. I'm going to take y'all into the war, but we're going to come out clean. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so we want to go, yeah. Um, well, how it how it started is um, as your family grows, um, you start running out of space of where you are. Um, mm-hmm. When we first bought the first house, it was perfect. Um, the boys were younger, um, and it was the right amount of space for what we needed to run the daycare. Well, no, we weren't even running the daycare at the time. Um, it was just perfect, right? Um, it was everything that we needed. But now the boys are older. Um, they all needed their own separate room because um, and they ain't no little boys, them big yeah, boys. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah. Because in the old house, as they grew, Rice had his own room, but Rayel was still sharing a room with Russell, and they're four, or five years apart. And Rayel needed his own space because you know, you're, you're, you're yeah, you're a different yeah. stage in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start liking girls and thinking about other things, and then you share the room with your brother who still wants to play with toys and stuff. So um, that was a big part of what we wanted to, why we wanted to move. And also, um, sometimes you can't envision yourself being somewhere in the quote unquote good neighborhood, right? Sometimes mm. we, we've held ourselves back from that. So we settle for something else. And we was like, no, we worked hard. We've been putting in years. Let's find what we want. And um, Because you actually weren't in a bad neighborhood, but you're saying you really didn't envision Cause where y'all at now is nicer, but you really in your mind think, well, we could actually, right, right. You think you think you you want to be there, like yeah, we can be there, but the reality doesn't really hit to really try to get there, okay. you know. Um, cause I mean, while we were living there, we'd spend some time, sometimes every once in a while, riding around different neighborhoods. Ooh, like that's a nice house. Ooh, that's a nice neighborhood. And you again, you imagine it, but there's no reality of it. So, um, we set out to to do it and. Ooh, it was a it was a challenge. Okay, Michelle. Yes. What type of credit scores did y'all need? Now you don't. I don't want y'all to actually. You don't have to tell your specific numbers, but give us a starting point. Now, if that's your happen to be your um, number, I don't know it, but just give us a starting point. Well, let me testify to that. Do it. I have been saying for a few years. I've been sharing. I was like, I want to work hard. I want to get an eight hundred score. I kept saying that. I kept telling my family. I was like, I want to work hard. I really want to get, I want to, I just really wanted to do it. Like I, for some reason in my mind, like even now, I feel so accomplished if. You got 800. I mean, you got to tell it. And you know what? It's not even hard. Right, babe? It's really not. It's, it's not, not even hard. Oh yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, it's not even hard. It's like um, I was. I think because I spoke it into existence. Mm. I believe that planted the seed, and then I kept saying it. I kept saying. It. I kept sharing my family. I kept saying, "All right, we, you know, um, we have to do this because, believe it or not, whoever you're connected to determines your credit score." Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, okay. Explain what you mean by that, because somebody might right hear it on the service. What so, that mean? I have people that I mentor. Mm-hmm. I don't expect them 
all of them to have a high credit score because I'm mentoring them. To but whoever them. is mentoring me, if that's my goal I'm trying to reach, shouldn't their they credit should score already be, be there. there? Right. That's a word right there. So I keep going. Once I realized, okay, first of all, um, I think the last time we talked, we talked about um, circles or whatever. Mm-hmm. So over this past year, oh my goodness, you mentioned it. We have grown so much spiritually, emotionally, um, financially. Um, oh my goodness, we mm-hmm. as parents, as as spouses, we have grown so much, and in that growth was a lot of pain, mm. a lot, a lot of pain. Pain where you have to see yourself for who you are and you have to say, okay, what's good? What's bad? What do I need to work on? What do I need to make better? What do I need to get rid of? I didn't even know what I was worth until like a year ago. It's like something like I just had an epiphany. Like I had an aha moment, like something clicked. So, um, I learned that Mm -hmm. it is important that the people that you talk to the most during the week are people that pour into you that, um, can feed you. And so now look at, so then you have to look at yourself and you have to ask yourself, okay, what would those kind of people look like? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pause that. Stay right. Please don't lose your thought. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a time when you felt like it was your duty to only just be, to pour out the people, but to not have those people that could pour back into you? Cause you'll spend all your time, you know, not trying to be funny. I'm doing God's work. I'm helping the people. But you never having that, like you say, the people with the 800 score, they can tell you, okay, I see what you're doing. T.D. Jakes has a mentor. I don't know who that is, right? but it has to be somebody because I just don't believe That's, that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is just, you know, him and God and the Holy Spirit all the time right. that is pouring into him. Like, Absolutely. Because he is very wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just to give an example or whatever. So... You have to, um, so I did share with my circle last year. I said, hey, going forward every year, even if it's once a year, I need to invest in me and do something, whether it's going to a conference or something, because I have to do that for me, but I need to go somewhere where it's going to feed the whole me, Mm -hmm. not just Mm -hmm. the me that Eric sees. Not just the me that my mentor sees, not just the me that my client sees, but I need to go somewhere where my whole being can be fed, and then I bring that back with me, pour that into who is under me, and and use all of that. And now it's time to what? I then began to strategize. I start to set realistic goals. I said, okay, what do I need to do to get that 800 score? So first things first, always discipline. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what every goal you try to make. But what does that look like? Because it's easy. Pain. A person saying, "Okay, I know I need to go to the gym. I gotta have discipline." But unless you've done it, oh, it, go ahead, it keep can't on. be on motivation because motivation. Okay, I say it all the time. You motivation fades, time. right? Mm-hmm. Anybody can get hyped yeah. and say, "Okay, I'm gonna do an 800 credit score," and you start setting money aside, or you, I'm gonna use some di- some. I'm a um. I'm not gonna go out tonight because I'm gonna go pay this bill, right? You can do that for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And that's only motivation, but you gotta discipline is what she said, pain. Do it when it don't feel good. Do it when it don't feel good. And when you really, really I really want this here. But it's gonna be there tomorrow, it's gonna be there in six months, it's gonna be there in a year. Well, and and what I've noticed, 
And what I've noticed is you actually appreciate that thing better if you make yourself wait. Mm-hmm. Like, because I've been having to do it lately, and the feeling is so much better knowing, okay, because I held out, this was taken care of. Yeah. Yes. And then when I bat this, I don't got to worry about nothing because so I made up. sure. Yes. But when I had to wait, I was like, man, I want to go and spend this money on this cologne. But the reward mm-hmm. is yeah. so great. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so rewarding. Because I was able to spend the money without no guilt, no, you know, no type of penalty. That's but keep right. keep going. Keep going. So we, um, we set realistic goals. And that's another thing. Don't let social media have you setting unrealistic goals goals like y'all need to listen to that you have to separate yourself from social media has a reality and then there's your reality right now we have planned we have wanted to be in this subdivision in this neighborhood um for some years Mm, and since you know when when we when eric first brought me to this neighborhood you know we just riding or whatever i was like this is where i want to you know be this is where i want to raise our kids the rest of the time and I was like, this is it right here, or whatever. I don't think I ever took my mind off of that goal. I don't think Mm. I ever took my heart off of that goal. So then the pandemic hit. The pandemic was hard for a lot of people, and we lost a lot of people. Y'all stayed married during the pandemic. I I got my heart crushed during the pandemic, so y'all made it, so keep going. I think we got closer during the pandemic. we did. We did. Man, we went through uh, a lot of changes, you know, which I know we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell my pandemic story on one of the podcasts. <laughs> Y'all go on. That John was crazy. During the pandemic, um, that allowed us to look at all of our um, finances, bring everything together. And for, that's when I said, okay, all right, Earl, I call him Earl. What do we need to take? What do we need to remove? We, first of all, we're paying for too many apps. You just start little. You know what I'm saying? Here and there like that. It takes sacrifice, but it's painful. We got to get rid of some. So one of our sons, he was like, can we get, (laughs) what happened to my, what, PlayStation or something? PlayStation Plus. And I said, when did you realize that you didn't have it? Mm. We had already gone like probably two months without it or more. So I said, when we move and you're, you know, you're, you know, your money and stuff is looking good for you. If you want to get it, you can pay for it. Mm. But we were paying for like, we were doing like three payments for PlayStation and that stuff adds up and it's, it's straining your goal. Sad question. Yeah. Is it hard when you have to tell your kids stuff like that? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Cause Definitely. I know I'm not in the house with my, but sometimes when my ask me something, I, I have to be like, especially with having girls, I can't give them a hard no. So I gotta mm-hmm. give them a no, but like, uh, it gotta be hard with girls. Cause you know I don't what I'm like saying? Telling the boys no, but, it's only for their good. And I got right? one. She, I think she, I think you think I'm rich, little girl. Good <laughs> great. So why? It's only for their why good. is it hard to? That's that new parenting stuff now. Well, I got mostly daughters, so it, it's a little. I realize you do have to approach daughters different than sons. You do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't realize that at first, but my note got to sound a little different when I'm telling one of my daughters than if I'm telling. Yeah. Man, man. Y'all yeah. new parents. That's why y'all kids so sensitive. But I'm going to tell them, though. What you say? The 2022 people, you got to be real light and gentle with them or whatever like that. Because we're raising them to be like that. But I heard a mother say last week, she's already my kids love me. She's 85, I think, now. But she said she was talking about her son, and she was giving tribute to him, one of her sons. And she said this one was different. He was quiet from the other one. He's, he said, they always tell me I beat like a man. And her kids, they're grown with their she own said, kids. Well, I'm gonna beat them if they ain't going to hurt. She said, but you know, I always say, I don't to beat them if it ain't going to hurt. <laughs> And she said, it's no need to beat them if it's not going. She said, what is the whole, she said, what am I going to beat you for if it's not going to hurt? And, she said, 
And I was like, wow. And I've heard several, I'm going to just say parents. Not say, how you have to beat, but I'm just, I was just making a point. Discipline, real discipline. <laughs> I, I've heard several parents say, you know, things like, um, but what if they be mad at me? Or what if I don't want to tell them no? Or what if they don't like me? Or I never, I parents, I never... You think your mom and dad ever thought about that ever care? I never even heard the conversation whether they like me or not. If you don't, tell or whether them I them, like them. If you don't tell them no in the you home, don't love them. when they go on their job, they're not going to expect their supervisor to tell them no. So they're going to quit as soon as supervisor tell them no, or they can't get that day off as soon as they start. So they got to learn to ex- understand no now. Like one of our best friends, when I tell him no, sometimes he's like, "You ain't got to explain that. I understand no." <laughs> You know? I, you talking about. <laughs> I understand though and kids have to understand that I mean kids gonna be kids so yeah they're gonna be upset for a little while but really they're gonna forget about it and they're gonna move on so it's gonna hurt you telling them no more it's gonna hurt them I believe that majority yeah, of yeah. the no's that we give our kids they do understand why I do believe that there's only a handful of no's a lot of times they know it should be no, and, right. but sometimes we weak and don't say it. But they know. I'm gonna say no. They just hoping you it's, say it's only a handful of topics or titles or situations where your child is like in their room and like, I don't understand why they, you know why they say no. It's only a handful. I, I really. But most of the time they know. That they know. When you say no, they knew a no was they possible. Know. Yeah. They, they know you're keeping right. them from, yeah. from, from mischievous, yeah. you know, actions. They yeah. know you're keeping them safe. <laughs> Like, they know this is not a good night to go to their friend house. Right. They Russell right? with a jump first. <laughs> okay, so I, I, taught, dad <laughs> I taught my young and son. Um, I think this year, because he was having he was having trouble actually getting through to his dad about something. Okay. So finally his dad got out of the vehicle. I think we're in the truck. And I, I said, listen, God has given us a gift. And it's... Some people don't want to call it that, but it's manipulation or it's called the power of persuasion. I said, there is a way that you are, you can approach people and you can convince them so that things can go your way. And I broke it down. I even gave him an example. Do you know he has, he has stuck to that strategy and now he uses it on me. (laughs) He has, he has stuck to that strategy, but in his mind, he's like, oh no, 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 I'm not doing that. He's but he literally that. like worked. He worked that thing. I mean, he his delivery and everything was so wasn't it perfect. It was. These kids know to take information. It's boy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All he needed was that information. And you can't say I didn't say that. Yeah, ma, you said that. <laughs> and I'm doing exactly what you said. I'm just doing it to you. Yes. Or yes. I'm doing it, but just like you changed the name of it, <laughs> I'm changing the name of it. <laughs> and that's how smart they are. For real. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like they so. They so weak in certain areas, but then their minds. I'm like, they're weak. Even yeah, since talking to my daughter Naya and the stuff she, t- I'm like, I wish I was processing things like that mm. at oh, her yeah. age. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, and then coming up, certain conversations you don't have with with older folks. We were so sheltered. A yeah, that's why I try to. I'm definitely open to much more. She tell me some stuff. I just be like, baby, just because I don't understand, don't mean it wrong. But I don't understand. <laughs> We were talking about that in the barbershop the other day as far as having conversations with your kids because some of us as the older generation, we were saying it's good to be scared of your your parents, right? Of have fear. And then there was a younger barber in there. He was like, but y'all traumatized. And I was like, I agree with you saying to a certain extent where we were so used to getting whoopings for things, (laughs) it it made us sheltered and we didn't want to launch out and be greater than what what we are. So... 
because we, there we, wasn't we, a balance. So yeah, we talk right. about more now having more conversations with your kids. Because I'll I be honest, when I first became a parent, I was like, yeah, I'm going to whoop them, I'm going to whoop them, I'm going to whoop them. But then I was like, I don't really like doing that. It has to be a better way. Yeah. Once I realized I hit, I got girls and then I whooped, it was Naya. And actually my ex brought it to my attention. She's like, you hit too hard. I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was like, why? Why? I'm, yeah, I shouldn't be hitting. And part of my door. that comes from our trauma of getting whooped, yeah. and that trauma comes from their trauma of getting whooped, and that trauma comes from you know what I mean. So it trickles down. So we think that there needs to be a level of respect, but not necessarily fear. Yeah, my sons understand if they disrespect me, it's gonna be it's, it ain't gonna go the way they want it to go. But it shouldn't. They shouldn't be so scared that they can't come to me and talk or move around me. Right. And a lot of us, our generation, that's what we dealt with was. We were scared of our parents. So, again, we didn't launch out and become greater because of... Not uh, everybody, because that's not my experience. Yeah, that's not... I'm not saying I'm not, Yeah, I'm I know. Saying. So, but I want to tell the listeners, that's not everybody's case. That's not everybody's story. So, just because you hear us saying these things, don't grab onto what we're saying if that's not you. Right. Don't make right. that your your reality if that's not your reality. Yeah, don't really? start saying you traumatized and you, right. you, you know, never get no whooping. Right. Like for me, I did not get as many whoopings as Pastor Eric. Man. But I got a couple and I'm not. Double whooping. But, yeah. but let me tell you, I knew when it was time for a whooping. I knew when I should have gotten a whooping and didn't get one. and But I still have a level of respect and fear for my parents. But I'm not traumatized. But I do believe that there is a way to parent where there's a healthy balance of proper conscious parenting and fear not being timid and oh my god I'm so scared no and I look at the character of my parents I try to remove the whooping part I still would respect you become a ultimately oh, yeah. looking yeah. at the people that they were as people I would have yeah. still respected that some of y'all just ain't respectable people <laughs> so whether you whooping the child or not they're gonna grow up and not have respect because they didn't see it from you That's yeah good. They didn't yeah. see you carry yourself in a respectable manner, whether you were dealing with women, men on the job, partying, whatever you were doing. Yeah. It's a way to do things and still uphold yourself in a respectable manner so that, like, it's certain things that I do in my personal life that my kids still never see. Well, I got two grown ones, so they've seen a little more, but still, I'm 43. It's certain minglings and certain things they're just not qualified to see me do. That's how I look at it. I've earned the right not to have to do it. Some of y'all, I think you want to have kids and they get older so you can party with them, and that's cool. <laughs> but the crowd I hang with don't really have 20-some-year-olds in it. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm. Not partying like that. But, uh, okay, I'm talking about go ahead. <laughs> and when, you, when, you're, when you're parenting, you have to talk to your kids. And this generation is not a, um, like we grew up in a, do as I say and, and, and not, oh, yeah. you know, as yeah. I do. Yeah. But yes. not, that's not the case anymore. Like kids, literally, you can tell them that the stove is hot. They will go and touch it, get burned. You have to treat it. And guess what they'll do? They'll go back and touch it again with the same hand. We're in the generation of, again. of these kids want to know why, right? And they so even knowledge. on the job, like the 21, 22-year-olds that we hire, our generation looks at it as a sign of disrespect if you tell them to go do something they're like why but it's not disrespectful to them they just want to understand they're going to do what you tell them to do they just want to understand why am I going to stand over there what's the purpose of it and if you give them the purpose then oh okay I got you that makes sense and to us again that's disrespectful because we didn't come up like that but 
they're in the information age and that's what they want. What I want, what, what I want, and I'm agree to segue, but what I want every grown person to do is when that thought, when, when a situation comes up, whether it's your own child or you're addressing other people's kids or you're responsible for children and the thought that comes to your head is, well, my mama did it like this. I want you to challenge it every time it comes mm-hmm. up to yes. know if that thought is still valid or did mama do this because mama just didn't know? Mm-hmm. Or did daddy right. say this because daddy just didn't know a different way? Mm-hmm. So he made this law. Yeah. But now that I have more information, I can't just tell these kids or I can't just lead people this way just because, well, that's how my daddy did it. Yes. Well, daddy didn't know. Well, just a small example, right? Go ahead. And I probably said this on one of the podcasts. I used to think <coughs> I couldn't sing at the table, right? Because that's what we were taught. You don't sing at the table. And Michelle asked me one day, she's like, why? Oh, no. I think you told me it was disrespectful. They say it's bad manners. And I was like, oh, no. I was like disrespectful well, to who? You know what I mean? They say it's bad manners, but I didn't thought when I got older, well, who decided it was bad yeah, manners? Yeah, who's, what? Who, like, what school of thought tell? said it, was it? <laughs> like, I don't know where it came from. Right. I just know that that's what we were told. Yeah. And then you, because you'll find yourself enforcing rules that you don't even know. You don't even, exactly. But and, I do believe in the wax on, wax off. Strategy. You got to explain that. Yeah, you got to tell on, me. On, on Karate Kid. <laughs> we know, yeah. Dude, wax, wax, on, wax on, wax on. Why? Why did he have to do that? He asked him. He asked Mr. Miyagi. He kept saying, why do I have to do this every day? Okay, so then when he was in the fight, he actually Okay, did. yeah. Okay, I okay. Did. yeah. So, yeah, I mean... There are some things that we experience that is going to build our character. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah. there are some things in life, like you said, that you're like, that don't really make sense. Wow. Yeah, and you And sometimes it doesn't make sense in that moment. But just like with your job, you have young people that ask why. But if they had lived another 40 years, a lot of what you're telling them, they're going to be like, that's right. We're going to do that because they have experience. They know this makes sense. You know, yeah. so a yeah, lot of times, you know, it's just because you have not experienced, you have not lived. So it takes parents to develop. Sometimes it's easier, especially for our parents, the baby boomers, to explain things just through one phrase. Don't sing at the table. It's a lot that goes into that. So you have to say, okay, why did, why was that a rule? What was the purpose? What was the cause? How has it helped me? But it now as I'm a parent. It hasn't. And now as I'm a parent, not necessarily that, yeah. that, that tool that was used. But now looking at as a parent, now that you're being a parent, a lot of times I'd be like, my mama did do the best they could. Because let me tell you, kids now, <laughs> no singing at the table. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like. Kids now are different. And my mom even told me, she was like, it's a different breed. My mama never raised her voice except to call us from the back of the house. Literally never told us to shut up. She never raised her voice. She Y'all never went bad. off. Y'all won't be. She never went off on us. None of that. And it's like, now I'm like, mom, why do I have to do this with them? Like, for, I feel like I'm going to hurt them. I'm going to knock them out. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to knock them out to Thanksgiving. You know, it's just, she says it's a different breed, but. A lot of a lot of times back then they didn't have time to explain a lot of stuff and they had hard lives. But now we have time to sit down with our kids to say this is why this, this is why that. But you still have to have a healthy balance. And I want to put a button on it because we're gonna we're gonna get a segue. Because yeah, I don't think we ever answered the first. Question. No, she did. If she didn't, it still been good oh. conversation. <laughs> okay. Live a life that. I feel like I'm racing against time sometimes, but I explain. But live a life that. LeBron James and Cardi B and different ones don't have to be their own only role models. 
That's right. Live a life so that they that your words that come out, they can look at your life and say, okay, I, can, I believe what my daddy say, what yeah. my mama say, because their life reflects that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of us giving out advice that we don't even want to follow. We're trying to... It, this new generation don't care none about because I said so. No. Mm-mm. They don't care none about that. No. You, you got to bring more... And I can't say I got all the answers to what fixes that, but right. you got to do more than just... Do it because I said so. You gotta tell them. You're making yourself look crazy. Yeah, they're not gonna respect you at all if that's all you can bring to the table. Because if that's all you got, they're gonna Google it and they're gonna come up with some their own version. I would just say on my actually the podcast I think that come out tomorrow. I was just saying that. Well, I might have said the last one. Either way, the kids got access to the information now too. So, the whole mama said or grandma did it this way. They can Google and realize. I didn't know any better. I started to say something else crazy. Yeah. But talking about kids, because we're going we're gonna to progress to the conversation. Along with moving. Hold on, no. Nope. <laughs> we didn't finish that conversation. <laughs> 800 credit score. <laughs> then, who do you, where do you start looking? As far as, who do you start talking to? Okay, I got eight, whatever my credit score is. I want to buy a house. I want to move from this house. Mm-hmm. But you got to know who to call, who to look for, who to go to. You got to find a trusted realtor. Okay. Um, and also... Um, Connect with a good lender. Yeah, I couldn't think of... A yeah, lender, a lender that's going yeah. to get you in a program or they already have a program. Let me tell you something about lenders too, about right? <laughs> Don't settle for the first answer the lender gives you. You, They work for you, so be persistent because with our lender, she first told us... Y'all are good. Y'all are y'all are y'all are disciplined. So this is what y'all qualify for. If we would have settled for what she originally told us, we wouldn't be in we this house. We wouldn't even be close to this house. But we kept asking. We was like, well, why can't we qualify for this? Why can't we qualify for that? Oh yeah. Well, I see y'all can't qualify for this. Blah blah. Don't settle. Because, like you say, she worked. The, the yeah. realtor works for you. Yeah. Not the lender. Because the lender, the lender okay. that actually okay. approves okay. your loan. The money. Okay. Yeah. The money. Don't don't settle for what they might. Say you approve, I'll just say 230000 right? Why can't I get 300000 Why can't I get 330000 Keep pushing until they get to the point where, as long as you can afford it, man. Don't, don't get outside of your means. Is but. knowing the market important, too? Because, oh say the houses in the area is 400 but they only offering you 200 You might think, well, they're giving us 200 but it's like... You still need another two because you, you can't buy not now house around you. Yes. You need to do your own research, your due diligence. You need to ask hard questions yes. because it's just like with any system. Just like insurance companies. You pay insurance, right? You think your insurance company is for you. They trying to get paid. The yeah. other insurance mm-hmm. company trying to get paid. They trying to pay everybody so you gotta, but you. But Right. Yeah. You got to look at the whole system. Okay. So it's the same thing with the market. And during the pandemic, the market was um, unusual, crazy. Yeah. Um, it was the seller's market. Yeah, it was crazy. You know? And so Just because it was the seller's market, um, people are sitting on $50,000, $40,000. And this is how much people were offering up for as cash. Good in the bid, gracious. in the bidding, yeah. in the so bidding the bid process. plus the cash, yeah. plus the cash. That's how we got outbid one time. And and another thing, when you're good gracious, yeah. when you're selling or buying, you make the rules. Like if you're buying a house and you want something done to the house, don't be scared to ask. Like, hey, I need y'all to fix it because this they might do it. Yeah, they might do it. Make sure your realtor knows the market in that season. Yeah. Mm. Make sure your realtor knows the market in that season because just because the market was one way 10 years ago 
does not mean that that is or how last the market. Year. Oh, or last I was going to say six months ago. Yeah, six right. months ago. Yeah. Make sure your realtor knows when the market switches up or changes. And don't. I'm sorry. You're fine. How should I say this? Ask all the hard questions. So everybody can be included. There's certain groups of people that don't mind making demands when it comes to negotiating. But we are used to just settling. Settling. Just, you tell me it's going to be this way. Okay. No. Mm -mm. You want me to buy that house? Fix this. Have a backbone. Yes, you you have to. This is your money. This is your livelihood. Take the emotion out of it. Yeah. I'll say that. And the reason I'm saying that based on the other cultures that do it, they put a deal out there. They don't really care like they if put a deal out if you're gonna take a loss they or whatever, yeah, we're gonna say what we want, right? Yeah. They have the higher hand, right? Because the day we sold the day we closed on that selling our house, the people that already done their walkthrough and everything, they're gonna call us and make two more demands. We finally had to say, No, don't call us about this. No, we're not doing anything else. We've already done, I guess, a lot they're, of they're asking till you say no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, want to say yeah. something, go ahead. You need to make sure that you have the right people in your circle. And sometimes you got to add people from your circle and remove people from your circle. But whatever you're going through in your life, you need somebody that you can pull information from that they've experienced different experiences. It doesn't have to be the same thing, but you need to hear different outlets. You need to hear different uh, testimonies, different experiences, because you could, while we're on the market, this is what I witnessed. You can have a young couple. Okay. We're a young couple. We have already purchased a house before. We're selling our home to buy another home. Credit score 800. We have credit up under us. We have credit following us. Okay? They have money. They've never bought a house before. And they have two kids. But they can get a loan higher than the loan that Mm. you're giving us. Make it make sense. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you now. Remove your feelings out of it. Yeah. But you better have a backbone and make sure that you pray and that you have you, you have people that are for you. Why can't everybody get it? Mm-hmm. Why does somebody have to get the, the shorter end of the stick? And if it's anybody, why why is it us? No. We, you're getting paid because of us. Yeah. <laughs> you work for us. Yeah. Go, because we're going to continue, but you've mentioned it a few times. How important is that circle? Because I'm really big on, I don't want a lot of foolish people, a lot of negative people, okay. negative conversation connected to me. Right. Go ahead. I'm going to talk scripture real quick. Go right? ahead. So scripture says, iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. Mm-hmm. Countenance is translated as face, right? So, if you go back to the very beginning of the Bible, in verse 2, it says, God moved upon the face of the earth, the countenance of the earth. And then he spoke and said, let there be light. What is that saying? So if I'm having a conversation with you, if I'm being around you and iron shoppers iron, then I should change your face. So when I speak to you, there should be some light. So that way in my circle, as we're talking to each other, as we're sharpening each other, our countenance should change, right? Just as God, he saw the earth was, 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 was empty and void and he spoke and some things changed. Yeah. So that's how it should be in your circle. So it's important to have people and you shouldn't have just yes people in your circle. You should Mm -hmm. have people like, no, that's stupid. Don't do that. Yes. Because as long as you got people that's telling you, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Even like with, um, Michelle and I, she don't like everything I do. Like even with the church, there's some things 
I want to do. <laughs> like, just yesterday, we was having a conversation. I was like, we ought to do this again. She said, no. Mm-mm, that ain't the oh one. Oh, my goodness. And sometimes that hurts. That hurt. But you need people to say, no, rethink that. You shouldn't. Let, let's do something different. Because if you always just got people, like, boosting your ego and saying, yes, 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 you're going to find yourself you going down the, the wrong. Hey, you're welcome. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank you for Because it hurt for me to say it. But you said it. You said yeah. it's sharp, too. Sharp quick. No. Said, no, that ain't the one. See, it take years. I don't know if a woman qualified <laughs> to tell me that. Like, I've been doing this too long by myself. But you ask be yourself, like, no. why they're telling you? Is it for your own good? They really yeah. care about your well-being? I be or... thinking they're dumber than me. <laughs> I mean, not dumber, but... I'm a smart dude. Like, right. girl, you telling me but no because you don't take know. smarts for her to care about your well-being and to say, hey, but I don't think can, that's a good but idea. But you can care out of fear. You, oh, care. definitely. Yeah. So you holding me back. Definitely. Like, girl, I ain't scared, though. Because I know what the reward, and I'm not going to change the right. subject, but no, I know what the good. reward could be. That's good. That's good. So I, I get that you care. You, you tell sure me no. that her care is coming from the right place. Yeah, you got to find out the root of yeah. her knowledge. Yeah. Where, where's her knowledge? Yeah. Not y'all say well, the root of my knowledge is we are not doing that right now in this season. <laughs> if you want to come back to it next year, <laughs> my knowledge is the experience. Okay. okay. I experienced it. Yeah. I know what it took to and it did work. produce it. I yeah. know how it produced. And I, just, I didn't say it didn't work. It didn't. It didn't. But anyway, but yeah, Did y'all you're, hear I told him, you're, you're the sum of your, your five closest friends or something, I think they say. So you're the sum of your five closest friends. So count five people that you talk to on a regular basis and find out who you, that kind of show you who you are. And when I hear people, yeah. stop That's lying true. to yourself. And I'm not trying to be vulgar when I'm saying this, but I had a girl that I was talking to some years back and all her friends was hoes. And I told her, I said, now you might not be a hoe. But all you hang with is hoes, so you look like a hoe. And I told define, her just like that. that. Oh, boy. I, I got to keep it clean because Michelle is here. But I know one of the girls, like, she would get it in with the, like. She was having a lot of sex? A lot of, like. With different parts. A lot of sex for the benefit, for, for, for financial benefit. Okay. okay. That makes you, because I don't want to say. She was prostituted. Because I don't want nobody to say, oh, you just called a woman a hoe. No. I'm just, by definition, she was having sex for financial gain. Okay. Mm-hmm. And several of her friends was doing that. Okay. And I said, yo, you trying to convince me that you're a different way, but how is everybody that, that you're around yeah, so far, yeah. selling vagina and you not? But go ahead. I'm sorry. We were talking about circles. Yeah. But that, that ties in. That ties in. Like, if you... I, I don't know her situation, but find some different friends. It, it, does, it, it's, it doesn't start there. Finding your circle doesn't start with finding who you need to be attracted to. You gotta find you. Finding your circle means that you need to sit down and write down, okay, what do I need in my life? Yeah. You gotta know you. What do I need in my life? And then you have to say, okay, who's in my life, like you said, that you speak to mostly during the mm-hmm. week? And who is not been who's not contributing to this? And you don't have to per se cut them off. You don't have to cut them off, cut them off per se. But sometimes you do. But still, but then that's when you have to say, okay, you know, God, which way do I need to go to start building the circle that I need? Um, but I think first things first, you need to say, okay, I need help. Mm. I need a circle. Mm. And sometimes when you say that, you're going to have people that automatically cling to you. 
and they're like, okay, yeah, but they might not be a good fit for you. But your gut pretty much can tell you what you need to eat and what you don't need to eat. And mm-hmm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good. That, that's but I would definitely say, like, with her situation, there's something there that's keeping her holding on to that. You know, Sometimes even that it's false loyalty, man. Sometimes, just like going to a church you grew up in, it may not be working, but you feel like you need to stay there because you're loyal to it. No. But sometimes your flesh is loving the, the thrill of it. The, I know people that hold on to friendships life. just because we grew up together. Yeah. Yeah. When y'all really have nothing else in common, your goals, your, you're holding yourself back because this person is not doing that just because we grew up together. Yeah, And that's one of the most detrimental things to your progress that you can do is stay connected to people just because I, oh, I, I grew up, they grew up in the same neighborhood 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to do nothing with their life. Right. You do. And like you say, you don't have to completely cut them off, but I know some people when their phone ring, they act like they got to answer it. And they be tripping when I say, I answer my phone when I want to. Yeah, you calling my phone means nothing to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tell and people think I'm joking. After a certain time of night, I'm unless it's an emergency, I'm not answering my phone. <laughs> I like that. And people I think like I'm playing, so they still call and text. Pastor I say Eric I'm not doing. It. He thinks now, I used to be the opposite. Okay, <laughs> but it got to the point it was. It's I said I gotta have a space at a time. I done drove out there to dealt with this person, dealt with these thoughts. Mm-hmm. If it ain't but these two three hours. Ain't nobody bothering time me. Time blocking. I love it. Yeah, nobody yeah. gets that time from me because I got to maintain my sanity. And if it's not an emergency and you can't how wait can till you, in the morning, then you don't need right. nothing. Yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just so, the real about it. You know, And I think fear, fear holds us to things like that. Now, in my brother's defense, he's a pastor. I'm not. <laughs> and I just leave it like that. I'm not a pastor. Before he was, before he was even called to this level of pastoring, uh-huh. he has always had that mindset, and he wanted me to pick up that hat. And I used to be. So it was the killing. only reason I'm like that is, and I'll tell you why, I developed that habit when Mama was sick. Mm. I never liked the phone to ring and not answer it because I never knew it when it was an emergency. Now, I'm not going to put unnecessary stress on myself, but if my phone rang, I answer it because... If it ain't you... Tasha, one of my four kids, <laughs> Daddy, maybe I'm burned. Usually at a certain time, if, if my phone rings at a certain time, I'm usually nervous if it's late. Mm-hmm. Other than that, if it ain't one of y'all calling, it ain't no emergency. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm probably in Indiana somewhere. Ain't nothing Eric can do for you. <laughs> That's very healthy balance. But be like, word, hmm? if, you, if you can't do anything for them... Just knowing it's not good and you're so far away. I had to be like that because people are takers. People yeah. would take all your energy. Yeah, all, that's true. And then when you need to go back to get some, they don't have nothing for you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm tired of these people always been coming to get, yeah, you should be a psychologist. You should be this. But nigga, when I need somebody, ain't nobody nowhere to be found. So yeah. after a yeah. certain point, you can't. That's don't a call. Boundary. Yeah, that's a healthy boundary. I'm not going to answer you if you call. You can text. I don't care. I freaking to take well. I'm going to say that commercial here. All right, let's continue. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, we're we off the circles. Okay. Okay. I want to just make sure we tap this this move. Mm-hmm. We're going to go on a segue. Okay, now that you've moved, because y'all did find the house, you got the lender, you got everything, and even if it wasn't perfect, it's still y'all in a nice spot. The process? Yeah, even if the oh, process and everything. Man, I do want to ask y'all something. How did y'all stay together through that? Because I know Talking probably, I ain't never done it, but I can imagine the different 
elements, the different things you got to make decisions on. How did y'all not? Because some, look, people are losing tears, it out here. It was some tears, some disagreements, um, some not liking the way she thinks. She don't like the way I think. We should have did this. We should have did that. But again, I think we said this on the the. the <laughs> I'm just practicing. This how you sit with your boo. <laughs> the end of oh the conversation. Goodness. Whatever decision we make, we got to do it together. Um, so many don't get that. Keep going, man. And. Um, it's, it's some tough conversations, man, that I know in, 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 in one aspect, there was a conversation where I saw so much pain in Michelle. I was like, I, I don't like that pain. So I have to do something to fix this. You know what I mean? I have to make, I got to make it right. Right. Because we were putting in bids for some nice houses and losing out. So I was like, we, we, we got to do something. To, I'm going to be happy, but I want her to be happy too. So, Let's 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 come to some kind of um, agreement on what we can do and settle on. Um, I want to highlight the man of God in him. The man of God in him said, "I'm going to be happy anyway, regardless." But I want her to be happy too. That is that takes a lot of maturity and. And even this house, originally she didn't want this house, but I'm gonna tell you how it played out. I knew this was... <laughs> this don't hide. <laughs> you should have saw the ones we looked at, though. Okay. Was, but it's, it's all God does all things well all because things well. if we would have got something bigger than this, it would have been way too much. Yeah. It would have been way too much. Yeah. But the way this one played out is we would put in so many different bids, different places, and kept losing out, kept losing out. So Which I, I rode face. out here one one day. I sat in front of the house, and I said, the owner coming out of the house. Because we had a show and we supposed to look at this house like six o'clock at night. I said the owner but coming it, out. The but house. the market was you. It got to the point where you couldn't wait until um, the the time yeah. scheduled because people, people were already selling their houses before they put it on the market. Basically, yeah. so it if, got to like that. If the if the house is yeah, five and seven, the house yeah. would be gone by six thirty. That's Good. how quick they were they were leaving. So I said the owner coming out of this house. So he just happened to be walking out. He had to go to a doctor's appointment. And I got out. I was like, hey, man, how you doing? I was just talking about looking at the house. He said, yeah, um, we got two people coming by looking at it today. One, at, one in a few minutes and then one at six. I was like, yeah, I'm the one that's coming at six. He said, well, I got to get ready to go. You can't go inside right now, but you can walk around. And this might sound crazy to some people. You but Joshua and Jericho. That's exactly what I did. I walked around the house seven that's what times. He, did. he walked around and seven times. And then I times. sealed it in Jesus' name. Yeah. And then I saw the neighbors across the street. I did a couple of name drops. I said, hey, such and such live down there. Uh, if you can tell these people, listen, we really, really want the house, please. And they talked to him. He talked to these people. And they accepted our offer. Out of all well, the other people. I think you're talking about one of y'all could have talked to him. It's to him that's still right there. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, y'all could talk to him. Well, no, what I was saying was. Um, he talked to them to, for them to say. Yeah, for him to talk to these people that own this house and say, hey, I know them. They're good people. But that didn't click to us to like the last minute. It's like when it's like when he had got to the point, he said, okay, God, all right. My wife is, is, is upset. She's sad. What's going on? And then that's when he started to like something in him. Creative. Yeah. The Holy Spirit yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why y'all couldn't talk to them. So what it was was I had already told him like, like kept telling him like, hey, I want to move in a house or okay. in this neighborhood or whatever, whatever, whatever. It was a couple we put a bid in. He didn't know. Okay. So I just happened to, when I was out here talking to the owner, it just, ha- just happened I walked to across okay. the street because some neighbor, the neighbors across the street, they was out there 
And so I went and talked to them. I was like, hey, I got you, I got you, I got you. Talk to you, know. And, it just flew and, like that. Yeah, it just, this it just happened to like the that. end. Yeah. After we had been through everything that you So that was the last through. step. And after that, everything right. kind of progressed into y'all yeah. getting right. into the. Yeah. It was, okay. It was, it was, it was. We rough. had time to step back, I think. Yeah. And look at the, the picture, right? And yeah. start to make smart decisions. Because the process was taking a toll of our emotions. It was. It was all we were, day we were getting on, the, tired. on the app, looking at houses, looking at houses. Zillow. Zillow. Look at this one, yeah. at, now, Zillow and then, is, and then Zillow like to... credit karma. Zillow is not accurate. It's something called HomeSnap that actually has real live. And I think you got to be invited to that by a realtor. No, man. Um, I'm writing it down for future <laughs> reference. Um, it has real time. It can show you when the house is under contract, when the house is um, and under And there contingency. are other... Um, softwares that they use and like Zillow and stuff yeah. those are not really that yeah. accurate but they're accurate but not that accurate because Zillow can show the house still for sale and it's actually under contract so it's no longer on the market yeah I've seen that okay. so yeah. I've seen um, that. it was every day all day, every day oh this day. house and we man we were our realtor but the realtor works for you so hey call them hey gotta this house it. for sale yeah. we want to show them <laughs> and we looked at so many different houses so many different houses and it got to the point where it was draining it was draining on the relationship it was draining like to the point where all we were talking about was the next house, the next house. We mm-hmm. got to go to this house. We got to go to this house. Mm-hmm. We got to go to that house. But again, the end result is we're going to stay together. So that's it. let's find something we both like and let's let's move ahead. We're doing this we, together. We it, yeah. We're doing this together. Because by this time, I, we had already accepted the contract for our other house. So we got to you move. We got to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long process. Because we were selling our house. That's right. Yeah. We were in that process of selling that house and finding a new one. So then... Time was like wasn't it on was, our side, and we had to be out. moved out by a certain time. So we're like, "Where we gonna live at? The kids gotta go to school." We had a week of no house. Oh, we have we have a week. Where we're gonna live at for that week? So we had to go through all of that. And looking back, everything <sighs> was for our good. God was um, God was processing us, and He was maturing us. He was developing us. I feel like mm-hmm. and. Definitely made us much closer. Yeah. But definitely yeah. for sure we had the same goal in mind. Like at the end of the day we have the same goal and that is to stay together. Like I don't we're think we're doing it was this together. Even, I got happy when we bought this house, but it wasn't like the joy of the, the first house. This house buying this house was more like God saying, What's your heart posture while you're waiting? Are you gonna give up on each other while you're waiting? While you're not agreeing? Are you going to still treat each other right while you're not agreeing, while you're not seeing things yeah. eye to eye, while you're totally being stressed out? How are you going to posture yourself? Are you just going to totally give up and start treating each other wrong when things are not going perfect? Because it's just a house. You know what I mean? This, this, um, this the relationship is what, what has to this last. This me. Yeah, yeah. The relationship has to last. So I think it was more about that than the actual house. Yeah. I think we had That's to go good. through that. That's and he good. let me see, too, certain homes. Um, there was, like, one particular home that I really, really wanted. But he showed me that that was not a good fit for us because... Um, our family would be too separated. Yeah. And we're still raising our kids. That would have been a pretty big house. Man, that, was, that jack was... Um, that jack we, was we're nice. still raising our kids. Which y'all could have... Could have qualified for? Ooh, that's a sore subject. Okay, I'm done. No, no. Him, we probably. missed out. We missed out on the bid. What I'm saying, but you... We disagreed in the pricing, and there was some miscommunication. But what I'm saying, y'all... Could we have the had the house? Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, we could have okay. got it. Yeah, yeah, we could have got it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, we missed the opportunity because we did not act... Um, as we should. Yeah. Um, but it's okay because I definitely, 
Who will clean that house? Who is going to clean that house? Then my babies on the other hire, side of the you house. You a cleaning service. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I, I, live, I live in the house. I'm the only female. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. You're right. And let and me tell you dudes something. Dudes. I grew up in a house dudes, where yeah, it was dudes majority dudes. of females. It is completely it's different. different. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody, right. It's like unless you have somebody come in every day. Eating bowls. <laughs> Are y'all cutting up? I was tough. So, but oh, the, the process humbled me. And it also made me see, Michelle, you don't need all of that. Mm. But God definitely blessed us. And um, he mm. knew what we needed. Yeah. I mean, it was like he, everything is like so perfect. It's just right. And it's crazy. I never knew. And I'm not going to be specific about. But many times I'd have been in this area with what I do. I never knew that this was just right over here. Mm-hmm. And it's really just on the other side of where y'all was at. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I never yeah. knew. Yeah. Yeah. And and nobody would really know. And I've said this so many times, God don't care about houses and cars and none, of that, none of that stuff. We I know we pray for that, right? But he don't care nothing about Mm-mm. God is so much more day, than that. that stuff Again, it's all about this. Where where you stand here. Because yeah. He, he, all this belongs to us anyway. We build this. That's right. Or he'll give you houses that you didn't build. That's he'll give right. you wells that you didn't dig. Um, but none of those things matter. And it, I, this process definitely showed us. Even now today, God is still dealing with me. Yeah. All the things we chased. could have got the house but lost the marriage. There mm-hmm. you go. That's real. <laughs> he just Come dropped a here. jewel, baby. Y'all yeah. Or what, if, what yeah. if one of our kids, you know, went astray yeah. or... Because they had so much independence and freedom and yeah. space. Yeah. That's a good point. And you know, with conscious parenting, you can't have too much space. Yeah. That's a good, that's, that's good. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't even about the so much the process of buying a house. It was about how are y'all going to handle this how process. How are you going to handle it, yeah. That's Who right. are you going to become during this process? And exactly. what's more important to you? We became better. As you're making decisions yeah. in this process, what's more important to you really? That's yeah. good. And what's more important to me is family. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Family is more important than I hope anything. y'all listening to this. Look, I'm learning. I'm taking notes. I'm glad this is my podcast, so I can watch it many what times. What is the most it. powerful? What is the yeah. most powerful source? Family. Yeah. Mm. And that and the that's what we need comes. to shout off of, right? Ain't mm. no need to shout because we got the new house. That's cool. Yeah. Shout off off of the family being together. <laughs> <laughs> that's but right. No, that's what we need to shout off of the yeah. family staying together. That's right. Um, more so than cars and and. And houses and stuff like that because again that's not god is so much more than that so yeah i'm gonna segue because we could stay right here okay we're in the beautiful house now michelle you continue with your entrepreneurial journey with childcare with yes. crawley family center how is that because i've seen it go from the little bitty box house y'all had back in the woods <laughs> Yeah, I was in land far, far away. I love that house. That was not a little box house. That was no, like, that was actually a. It was actually a comf- a comfortable vibe. Yeah, a comfortable. I don't know what it was, was about the that house. Trees, even though it took forever. That was, that was a beautiful. If you got to go to Walmart, that's it. Baby. That's it for the day. That's a that's a wrap. If you leave at five baby. o'clock, when you get back home, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> but how was <laughs> how was that's how far we were from the highway for real. Yeah. How was childcare? How was the business progressed from the starting point from when y'all moved to Suffolk to the house y'all first bought 
to where you are now? How is it expanding? How is it growing? And and what are some of the plans? And I also want you to get into because it may be some other people out there that are serious about childcare. And they doing it in whatever capacity they can, but they don't know, okay, how do I make this legit? How do I, who do I contact? I'm really serious about it, but I don't know what to do to make it a, a real business. It's mm-hmm. just a hobby. It's helping pay some bills, but I want it to be a real, I want to get that government money. I want to do all those things. Right. Walk us through some of that. Um, well, I am an early child educator consultant and if you would like to contact me and hire me for my services I will be gladly to take you to the process Can't take you that through game the for free baby process in starting your business and let me tell you child care early childhood um, development classes programs are needed today um, over a hundred thousand child care professionals um, quit this field during the pandemic um, so many child care facilities and programs closed down. I mean, programs that, that, that were open for 50 years, mm. 20 years, they closed. So you have to ask yourself, where are all these kids at? Mm. Still, not all of these kids have been placed. Not all of them go to school or have been accepted into school. So um, you still have a lot of people that are not back at work yet, per se, in the, in, in the, the job itself, the building. Um, but they're ready to get back to work because now... Um, now they're already saying that the pandemic is over and things are getting back into um, how they were. Um, but yet, um, not as though they were, I believe that the job now is more demanding hmm. on people that work even more so than it was before the pandemic because a lot of people have become entrepreneurs. A lot of people are doing what they love and a lot of people are working from home. So, um, People need childcare, those that are out there in the field that are working. So with me, my experience, I've been doing this for about 20 years, um, 20 to 21 years now. And I've worked in probably every capacity. I've worked in the school. I've worked in private school setting. I've been a, a preschool teacher. I've been a, um, I've ran a daycare, a religiously exempt daycare. I've ran a summer camp. I have um, also directed my own childcare program in my homes. And um, when I first started out in my home, um, we moved to this location I did younger ages. So now I'm back doing it in my home and we started during the pandemic and God has blessed tremendously. Um, I love to do this. It's a calling. And um, I love to see, it's so rewarding for me to see kids that I, I had a part in their life and their development and see them later on down the road, like see them in a the grocery store or something like that. Um, but do not get in this field if you are not prepared, mm. there is no way that you can care for today's kids and you are not prepared. And th- this isn't one of those fields that some fields you can get in because you know the money good. Right. This ain't one of those. This is not one of, you know, this is not one of those. Oh, let me go do the boot camp training and go work at the corrections. Right, 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 right. No. Right. You are working with something that's more valuable than federal money. Mm-hmm. You know, you go mess with federal money, you're going to do federal time, right? Mm-hmm. right? But with this right here, you're messing with human beings. You cannot replace this life. Mm. You cannot wake up one day and just, you know, it's, it, it doesn't work. You, you have to know within your heart that you have the love of God and that the Holy Spirit is guiding you because things have changed now. So many kids are being diagnosed with things that you're like, 
Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Yeah. I can tell you what it's coming from. Mm-hmm. It's coming from you have five generations in one house. Nobody wants to work. Mm. Everybody's watching everything on TV. Like, we're okay with watching everything on TV. Like, why are your kids watching P-Valley? Why are they watching The Shy? Your child in middle school should not be watching The Shy. Because I pay the bills in this house. Look, y'all... <laughs> They're playing. Go ahead. Go ahead. They're playing adult games that involves adult conversations, that involves adult actions, that makes them feel like an adult because they are already taking care of their self like an adult from the time they get home and stuff like that. But, and I'm not talking about parents who are trying. They're working. No, I'm talking about parents who don't have the umph, don't have the drive, and you're just allowing this to happen. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. But if you want to get into this field. You have to start going to school. You have to learn what it entails because education is actually changing right now as we speak. Okay, question. Mm-hmm. What would be the name of a program that a person would enroll in or what, what type of training would they need? You don't get away that game for You would go... Now, you don't have you to get would, it all now. Just get them started. You could start off with a community college program. They may have some early childhood development programs okay. that you can enroll in. Um, mm-hmm. There is a program where they pay for you to go to school. And they'll pay up to, I think, like two classes a semester. Okay. I participate in that program. They actually have a new program now where after you worked in the field for a year, if I'm not mistaken, I just enrolled in it. You can okay. get a $3,000 stipend a year. So, yes. So, they just started <laughs> that. <laughs> You can go on vacation with $3,000. You can plan yeah. your dream vacation with $3,000 yeah, for one person. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, that is, I think that's a beautiful incentive that they have just started. Social services is no longer the spearhead umbrella of the early childhood development program. They are actually under the umbrella now. Now the Virginia Department of Education is the umbrella and now everything that... So it's more so the school system. Virginia Department of Education is over the school system. Right. Okay. Over the early childhood program. They were already over the school systems. Because they, I'm, saying, I'm just saying it's still the social service being over that program. The right. school is over that. But social service is still under the umbrella. Okay. But they're okay. not spearheading it anymore. See, yeah, somebody might not have known that. A lot of people don't know yeah. that. I don't I, know why they know. have not even announced that. I'm still trying to figure out. I'll share with my husband. Why have not they made that like a big, huge thing like and announced, hey, the Virginia Department of Social Services has taken on the full capacity of yeah. children from ages birth to school age. I sure would have known unless you right. just said that. Okay. Right. Um, there are great programs out here to help you. Um, if you don't want to um, hire me, you have the Planning Council. You have um, Child Care Aware. You have uh, Virginia Aware, I believe it is. You have... Um, you can call social services. They'll guide you in the right way. But there is a way to be successful. And... <laughs> Those are all great, but Crawley Family Center. Keep going. <laughs> But, but the thing is, you have to ask yourself, are you prepared to give your full... My husband, he has been taking care of me for the last two weeks. He's been running the business. Um, because so maybe I'm doing it wrong. Daddy, <laughs> Daddy helped with the daycare. With his so you help with the daycare. With my, point that, daycare my point you in saying that... I need to find me a daycare. My point in saying that is, one day after my husband ran the daycare for me, um, he said... He said something. I said, Bay, I said, um, you see what time it is? It's at the end of the work day. I said, you know why you feel like that? He said, no, why? I said, you just giving your all mm. to human beings. Mm-hmm. So now he knows what that means. Like you, it's just like your own kids, but even more, even more, 
You have to give them everything, and that's what they want. Every day. They want every, every day. Yeah, you got to Everybody be, you gotta is gotta not built for, for that. Yeah, I couldn't do it. You can't. Like, I was at a football game. I couldn't game. do it. I ain't going to lie. I was at a football game Y'all the other the week, <laughs> and um, we were at a football game, and um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And I and a lady was walking with a young girl. You could tell that she did not birth, you know, the little girl, whatever. But you okay. could tell they were together. And the little girl said, um, you know, what do you, what are you where are you going? What, and I mean, this little girl is like fifth grade probably, and she said, "Mind my business. You can't be like that." You cannot be like that because oh, the adult told the child. The that. adult told the child, "Mind my business." There was a time when you could do that. Yeah. And if you have your program set up like that with the relationships of your parents and everything, you can do that. Right. But nine times out of ten, like today, you're not. If your childcare provider is only caring for caring for people that they that are just like them, they know, they hang out with them, mm. and so you kind of want to look at that a little bit. It's not a lot of accountability okay. there. But another thing is, you have to ask yourself, okay, am I ready to, when a child says, what are you doing? What's that for? You have to be prepared to give them a mature, nurturing nurturing answer. And I see adults get upset when kids ask them some. I take pride knowing that I can be the one to give you the right answer. That's yeah. good. Because I know I'm not going to intentionally lead you the wrong way. So I'm thankful that in this moment, you ask me why I get to be the one. Cause you could, I could blow you off, and you go get bad information from somewhere. But you came to me, and I know my intent in my heart. Now you might not like what I tell you, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna put you in a dangerous position. We'll keep going. You know why the lady answered her like that? I believe. I don't believe it's because she was like. It's because she did not want to feed the actual reason why the little girl asked her that. The little girl's not mm. asking her that to really know what she's doing or what she's going. The little girl's asking her that out of comfort, like, I want to go with you. Okay. I'm right here okay. with you. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay? Wow. That's what that was. And see, when you have people, when you have human beings, little human beings pulling on you like that all day long, you have to make sure that you have an outlet. Mm-hmm. Good gracious. Because one small mistake could mess up your name forever. Like I said, this is not federal money. This is something you cannot replace. You can't replace that. You can't take little things for granted. You can't say, oh, that's okay if that's like that. You know, I don't have to fix that up. That's okay. I know that's going to be. No. You have to make it so you know that nothing is going to happen. You have. You cannot take your eyes off of them. Because I want to make sure that if, if people are going to call me and I'm putting my information out there, I have to first put this out there so that they know. Like, you're going to have a say-so in how this child responds in life. Right. And they're going to remember. They're spending 10, 12 hours with you a day. And they, yes. later on, 20, 30 years, they're going to remember Miss Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, if it was a good, well, good or bad. Sometimes they remember, remember, depending on how old they are when they left you. True. Sometimes they don't. Um, <laughs> I see some kids at the open house. And uh, and they were like, I know you. Well, Louis, like, I know you. And, you know, they he came, couldn't really remember. He came back. He said, "Miss Crawley." You know, I was like, <laughs> "Yep, you got it, baby. That's me." You know, because sometimes, like, if you don't see somebody every day or whatever, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Um. But I would say, um, you could definitely reach out to social services to get started. And I do love it because I love to make sure that I know that that child will get everything they get from me. Because every child, they don't have that. And by the time really my babies go home a lot of times, 
it's time to eat dinner. It's time to take a bath and go to bed. So I've been there everything all day. So, so you so done like, your parents a favor. You just pick them up and get them ready for bed. You know. Mm-hmm. And you all have expanded, you know, the daycare facility. Yes. You know, from, you know, was in your living room. We renovated our, we converted our garage into the daycare room. And that was, I love that experience. I'm ready to flip it houses, It didn't take man. y'all long either. Why aren't we flipping houses? That's my goal. Okay. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. My daddy showed me how to do one side, yeah. and I did the other two sides by myself. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work, hey, man. Do Why aren't we flipping houses? I like, y'all, you. that's where the money is. Real estate is it. Real estate is it. The yeah. next 10, 15 years, yeah. real estate is going to have, is, it would have boomed so much. Yeah. Um, and I said that, whatever, I said in 10, 15 years, we need to make sure that we have our hand in real estate because that's where it's at. Because that's the only, they're not making no more land. You need to own right. the piece of, they're not, they making cars, shoes, all this stuff. They're not yeah. making any more land. All the land has been land. accounted for. Everything yeah. has been zoned. And the beautiful part is, I get to travel all across. It's so much out here, y'all. Yeah. Get you some somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. I mean, of course, value is something Idaho. you can do something with. <laughs> I've been riding yeah. for miles and miles and miles of just... Just land. Wow. I'm learning that people live, I mean, thousands of miles away from their properties. Yeah. And they have somebody running it for them. Yeah, property managers. Property yeah. managers. I'm like, you know, it's it just, I mean, thousands One podcast miles. I watch, uh, David Shan, Social Proof, he has plenty of real estate. He's, I've never seen it. See? Good God. He said, the lady Terrica, he said she do the deal, like, you know, whatever. She tell me, I trust her, she tell me what it is. Yeah. He said, I've never seen it. Yeah. I might not ever see it, but I get the money for it. Yeah. You know, That's because right. because the people he put in place, mm-hmm. if it's something wrong, you know, they Come reach on, out to people. Up. Go get your land. And when you yeah. get your land, you need to have one call. Did you just do a state vote? I did. Come on, my people. On your um, speed dial, you need to have a plumber, electrician. Mm-hmm. Contractor. A contractor, yeah. a carpenter. Yeah. I, you need to have those people in place. Or you might have somebody that know that person. That way you can call them anytime. It's when you important, need them. too. If you don't know how if to already do it. If you can, you be the, the, con- yourself, you be the general yeah. contractor. Yeah, because we, they will get over on you. Oh yeah. You know, you you you'd be the one to check in. So build the relationship. They can't do it one piece of time. We need four hundred more for this. Or we need. Yeah. No, you don't. We learned a lot. Yeah. No. I hired a guy to do some stuff at the house we were selling. Mm. But once we got here and did some work, I, I could have done that myself. Because mm. he overcharged about about a hundred dollars mm. that I could have just done myself. And. YouTube, you go to YouTube, you can figure out how to do anything. That's right. Build your whole house from YouTube. Yeah. Now, I don't like doing a lot of stuff. Some stuff I'd rather just pay somebody, but go to YouTube and figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it ain't that and hard. I like to do it, and I like to learn how to do it. And um, and I think it's so important for us to teach our like kids painting. that yeah, I love I painting. painting. I think I, I really do should it. do that as a side job because I love it. Y'all can have paint. And I don't mind like setting up the paint tape. That's when I'm tired. Perfect. After you set up the painting tape, I'm tired. Once you set up the tape, you're fine. You put all your, you put your, um, your tarp down. <laughs> For real, I'm, I'm tired, man. Don't I'm we just compliment each other, Ed? Y'all like doing that. Y'all like doing that else, man. I'm just sitting here Eric is the, I'm going to pay somebody to do it person. Yeah. I'm the, Sometimes, I'm yeah. going to do it by myself person. I mean, because you do save a lot of money when you do it yourself. You do hold up, but He's time, it, time but is more valuable to me than money. What would you but do if you did not have the money? Sometimes That's you why do, I like to ask him. Sometimes you can save a lot of money, but sometimes doing it yourself, you spend just as much 
uh, trial and error because you would do it and mess it up like oh we should have done this we should have done that and then you got to go back and recorrect time it. is more valuable like time is more valuable to me, to me than money I can yeah. always get some more money yeah. I can't get so if during the day I know okay I want to just uh, hypothetically I want to take my wife and kids to such and such come on speak but this porch need to be fixed now I can say well wife and kids I can't go I got to spend the next five hours fixing this porch yeah or I could pay somebody to fix the porch and take my family out. Right. Mm-hmm. So in some cases, to me, the time is more valuable. I spend Definitely. the money. Yeah. Definitely. Pay, pay, go fix it. Or spend I'm two hours, my family Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, each day, and do it and be done by I'm Thursday. not doing that. Like, even cutting grass. <laughs> Wash I, love cutting, I, just, I love cutting grass. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> now, you good. <laughs> that mama kicked in. Now, you good if you got to... Russell Lee, you didn't hear me? Y'all need to wash your hands. We be done so y'all can make some noise in a little bit. You wash your hands in the sink at all times in the bathroom. That's what we wash it in the bucket. Wash it in the toilet. Cut wash it in the sink. Y'all can see each other, so y'all can see. Cut some lights on. Cut some lights on. Cut some lights on. Cut the light on right there. You put your always hands in the, the toilet bathroom. And flush um, it. Wash your hands always in the bathroom. Make the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, Russell. okay. okay. <sighs> Y'all silly. Um We know. the process of us selling our house oh, yes, yes, and yes, buying this yes. house, everybody needs to experience both experiences. Yeah. It is such a great learning tool and experience and everybody needs to be putting their hand in real estate if you can. If you can't put your hand in some type of stock, if you can't put your hand in some type of partner with trading if you can't it's something that you need to do in order to be building up income that you don't have to worry about and it goes back to the circle i told i told a homeboy the other day i told him i said look as long as you keep talking like this about money i can't do business with you i told him straight like that i said i love you we, we cool but we'll never do business together because you talk like you're afraid like money done something bad to you right wow. Now, granted, you may know people that did bad things with the money. That's mm-hmm. right. But you always talking as if money is the issue. I say, bro, I want all the money that I can get. Yeah. Because I can help more people that way. Exactly. Money you, is you, the answer to all things. You, you, People talk, okay, I want to take this trip. I want to do this for my family. I want to do this. But then when it comes time to put the plan together, it's gonna well, take I don't money. need all that money. Yes, yeah. you do. Yeah. You always Rockefeller. Yeah, if that's your family. motto, you'll never be my friend. Yeah, Elon Musk. Money to your kids people, and their kids. Always, they got as much yeah. money as they. They would never spend all the money Even they the got. Even the Bible says a good man leaves his inheritance. That's what it says. Something like that, That's right? That's what it says. That's what it says. So, and, and not only and he said the King James version of it. Not good only man. is that <laughs> leave it. of money, but leave your kids a legacy of knowing peace. Yeah. Mm, joy yeah. unspeakable. Yeah. Being content, having love and kindness and tenderness, and knowing that long suffering is a part of life. Leave that for your your kids and wisdom, so that they can know to obtain information and to become rich. Because you got to become rich in that. Verse. But also get you some money. That's right. <laughs> you know, money. you can take care if of. If they have all those money, other things, money, yeah. then it'll be easier for them to obtain yeah. the the material part. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, because this is going good, and I want to go and get to the last part. We're going to segue, Pastor Crawley. Okay, you operate extemporaneous. You've been waiting to say that dumb word. Say that, yeah. <laughs> you know, of course, in your your field, your work field, you know, in law enforcement. But 
as I say, this podcast is about relationships, religion, and business. So outside of work, you're, you're a pastor. Okay, first of all, what led you to becoming a pastor? And what is your goal? What is your heart for the people? Mm. Give mm. me that. So, um, I think, wow, that's kind of a loaded question. What Go led ahead. me to be a pastor? <sighs> I went through a lot spiritually. Um because some people are, and I'm not saying this about myself to like to brag, but some people are born leaders, right? Um, you can only follow but so long without launching out being and becoming a leader. Um, I got to the point where I was feeling guilty going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, just being fed, fed, fed. Like, I'm getting all this information and I'm not doing nothing with it, mm. you know? Um, and then you get to, again, when you're a born leader, you get to a point where you feel like it's almost disrespectful to continue to be a follower. Mm. You know, um, I'm cheating myself Gluttony. by continuing to follow, getting all this stuff and I'm not doing anything with it. And when you have ideas, when you have plans, when you have visions, you have to launch out because if you don't, you're going to find yourself dying slowly. Like I was dying slowly spiritually. Um, even when it came to relationship, when it came to everything else that I was doing, I was doing stuff but I wasn't happy. Um, I've been in Suffolk for what? 15 years. 15 years. Well, at the time, well, however long it was, um, I'd been in Suffolk, but I wasn't, I hadn't made any real connections. I hadn't really made a real mark on this community um, because I was always somewhere else doing yeah. something, following somebody else's yeah. vision. Yeah. So now, launching you out. You my vision? No, 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 oh. no, 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 baby. You're trying to be specific without um, being specific. Yeah. You can't build somebody else's house. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't build somebody else's house. Um, so now I'm in the position where I'm making a mark on this community because I am a natural leader. Regardless of every job I've ever had, I've always been in a position of leadership. My very first job at McDonald's, I became a crew trainer. Um, working at Wilden Mills, we I was brothers. the one <laughs> I was the one to start training people. Um, working at Kelly Reynolds, they were starting to put me in a position where I was. They were grooming me to be a manager. I've always had the the gumption and the umption to be more than just this. So um, I wouldn't suggest everybody start a, a church just because you think you're a leader. But no, um, matter of fact, we got too many in there. Some of y'all wait. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I I agree, but I don't agree with that, right? Because I look at all the churches we have, right? It might be four people in this one. It might be 40 people in this one. But you still got a thousand other people over here that are dying or hurting that need something, right? So if I can start a church and I can help five people, I would want to help 50. But if I can help five people do better in their life, then I'm doing more if I just sat back and kept building somebody else's house. And I'm you know going to let I mean? you go in it. I respect that. But I was listening to the uh, the Breakfast Club the other day, and they had Jasmine Guy and uh, I gotta watch that. Kadeem Hardison, that that was real good. Yeah. But they were talking about once you know it got to the point where at one point they put different world on at the same time they put Martin on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it it split the people. Yeah, that's true. Instead of bringing them together, and some people was like, "Well, I ain't doing either one. I, I want to watch both. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna watch." So I get what you're saying. But sometimes when there's too many options, people will be like, 
they got too much going on over there. I ain't going. But okay, look at it like this. It's two. It's two different. Uh, I'm gonna give two different examples. Okay. Monday Night Raw and Monday Nitro, right? Now when they were that's wrestling. Right? I mean, Back I know, of course, day. I know that. Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff. Yeah, okay. When yeah, they had yeah, the Monday yeah, Night yeah, Wars, yeah, 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 yeah. people had options. It was exploding, right? Everybody was talking about wrestling. As soon as Vince McMahon bought both companies, they made it into one. Everything started to fall because there were no other options. Now, if you go to New York City, right, you might find a uh, a pizza place right here, um, a clothing store right here, a pizza place right here, a clothing store right here, a pizza place right here. But ain't nobody losing money. Everybody making money because yeah, I might not like this pizza place, but I like this pizza place because they do something a little bit different, but it's all pizza, right? Even when it comes to churches, I try not to, and I've learned not to talk or speak against what another church is doing because what they may be doing, I have the system <laughs> works. Now, I will speak against stuff that just ain't right, but right, right, if you ahead. have a system in your church that's working for yeah, these yeah, 20 yeah, people, people and they're advancing, then do that. I get that. But then that that 21st person might come in this system like, that don't work for me. I, I'm going to go over here, and over here works for me, and I'm advancing. So it, I don't. I, I used to say it's too many churches, but now I say it's not enough. I said um, they can keep building prisons as long and as detention centers and all these other places, stores and everything, then yeah, keep keep building. As long as there's centers. churches with direction. As long as you have a direction. Of course. Not just somebody that want to go preach and their pastor won't let them preach. So and that's the church. issue. Because I'm um, going to say I don't agree with that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Not, it's not saying you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's because that's been the issue. Yeah. Yeah. People are getting mad at the church they at. And that's how a lot of these churches have spawned. Not because mm-hmm. they felt led. It's like, oh, you just mad because I won't let you preach. Well, you ain't even a good deacon. Right. <laughs> you ain't you won't even usher good. You ain't even a good usher. I, and honestly, we was going to the best church in our area. Yeah. I would have been crazy. I was crazy for leaving, right? Why would I leave that? In a good position, I could, if I had a program I wanted to install, yeah, go ahead and do it. If I wanted to do this, I'd go ahead. I could basically move how I that's wanted to. That's the play started. That's where the play started, but I was in a place of comfortability and I wasn't at stop growing. So I needed to launch out and do it on my own and connect with some other people in order to grow. And now I've grown. Now you so go to much. the best church in the area. Now okay. I go to the best church okay. in the area. The dwelling place ministry is located so, right here in Suffolk. So God does all things well um, when it came to launching out and starting the ministry because I was put in a position at work where I could, I was able to counsel people. Um, and I shouldn't say counsel, mentor people. They were able to come in my office and I could sit down and talk with them. And that's how I was able to start getting some interest in the church. And also, um, with, uh, Facebook, um, and then other people telling people one member joined because Michelle's sister told her about the church. Um, and then again, through Facebook and then just talking to people and, um, some people we one person we know hasn't officially joined, but has been hanging around. Um, and so, and that's, that's how you do it. You just got to be out there. I, I got business cards. I, I talk to people when I'm at a restaurant. I ask them, hey, you go to church? Oh, you look like you go to church. Oh, I do. I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay, I know. I have a church for you. And you just got to talk to people, man. Um, you got to be, I just feel like God has blessed me to be a people person. And okay. because the vision for the church is not necessarily just to have church service. 
um, is to be out and about doing things. Like today, uh, me and Brother Will, we went to um, cook hamburgers and hot dogs for a um, kickball game for a mentor um, mentorship program. Mm. That's what church is, right? That's um, Yesterday, what did we do yesterday? Oh, we helped with a food drive mm -hmm. yesterday. That's what church is. Um, and that's what I want our members to get involved, more involved in and not just wanting to come to church on a certain day, yell, jump, scream, have a good time, and then go home and nobody's changing. But when you begin to affect, I'm sorry, when you begin to oh, good, you um, touch people's lives, that's how you grow. When you begin to serve, that's how you grow. When you have a heart for God's people, God will bless you tremendously. Yeah. Um, but you have to have the right heart for, for people. And, 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 and if your goal is just to go to church and to make noise, then you're the people Jesus was talking about, like the Pharisees and Sadducees. You, you're right. doing it for the to be noticed. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you're not actually getting out and affecting the people. And when so, people see... I'm sorry, go ahead. I forgot my thought. Go ahead. I'm no, and, and it's not like we have a, 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 a large membership right now. But since the last time we've talked... We have more participation or more dedication. And that's what I'm looking for, right? Because you could have 100 people and ain't nobody dedicated. They're just there because they like the, the praise and worship team. Or yeah. they like your preaching or um, their friends go there. But when you have people that are dedicated, um, the people that are participating, on, on Wednesday nights we have what we call midweek checkup via Zoom. We have good discussion and people are actually engaged in the discussion. It's not just me talking and doing a Bible study about two fish and five loaves of bread is actual conversation where people are growing um, and we get testimonies text messages y'all are really helping me and that's what that's what it's that's what it's really all about hey check it out for those that watch this video I want y'all to comment whether you think them two should have a YouTube channel I keep telling this dude that he should have a YouTube down they should have a YouTube channel so and to, to, to go with that it is so I'm not saying it's impossible but right it's time when you start me. a church and this is for anybody who want to start a church, get ready to do it all yourself, right? Because with all the people that we know, we should have a church full of people, right? But don't expect people to come just because they know you. Don't expect people come. <laughs> don't expect people come. You got to take your emotions out of it, right? Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you that when COVID happened, everybody got something. It, it births so many different ideas in everybody. So everybody's busy doing their own thing. So you just got to keep plowing, keep plowing, keep plowing, doing your thing. And so what my point is, when you start a ministry, I'm in charge of the Facebook. I'm in charge of the YouTube. I mean, not the YouTube, the TikTok, the uh, Instagram, the website. I need somebody. Listen, if you're good with that stuff, I need somebody to help me. I need an administrator. I'm in charge of the church books. I'm in charge of all of that. I'm doing all of that. Um, I want to call uh, BS and I'm, I'm not cussing. <laughs> But church, I already told him I would edit his video, so we're not even accepting that. Back now, anything I already said, I like I edit. I forgot. So he he need to repent for his sin. <laughs> <laughs> well, first you got to do it best. for free. I'm looking for volunteers. Do it from the heart. Yeah, we're just getting started. We just celebrated I one like year edit. of ministry, yeah. and Pastor Eric has. Um, he continues to pour himself into the people of God, into the kingdom, and it's so needed. And I just, I'm excited. I, I really believe that he's going to make an impact in the community. I really do. And I believe that God is going to get the glory. And rest is good. If you're going to start a ministry, rest is good. Get all the rest you get, you want. But 
you ain't gonna be able to rest like when it's time to work yeah because yeah. you never stop thinking about okay right. how can we make this better how can we help this person how can we do this what can we do to um let them know our heart right because letting people see your heart is the hardest part for them to trust you and say okay this preacher is, is they they real with theirs that takes time they, they and also theirs. opening up your giving them your heart opens you up to possibly being hurt by them too yes exactly. yes you know, that's, yeah. and that's the worst that's church hurt is the worst hurt right yeah um because you because you supposed to be able to oh, trust such thing well you supposed to be able to trust them so for that for you if you happen i got school not hurt, to be able to childhood hurt I got marriage hurt. I got parental hurt. I got sibling hurt. I got self hurt. hurt. You never had hoes hurt. <laughs> Excuse me? You don't know what I had. <laughs> I have so much trauma. Everybody has trauma. Everybody has been hurt. Find your tribe. Find that's where real. you belong. Yeah. Don't get it Man, twisted. Don't good. get caught up in the woe is me and into the, the movement. So I'm I'm gonna disagree respectfully disagree with there there is a search that you such thing that? is yeah, such thing as church hurt, right? But don't you I agree with don't use it as an excuse, right. don't That's be woe right. is me. Right. But when you open yourself up spiritually to someone and then they turn their back on you or you find out they've been talking about you or something, that can be some of the worst hurt. hurt. So I do I, I I do believe that there is church hurt, but don't just use it to um as an excuse or Woe is me and, and all that. That's just like any other hurt. You have to find ways to get over it. Um, Don't and, use and any right. hurt or trauma in, in, in any way that's going to get you to miss your destiny. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hey, well, look, we going to, because I want to, we want to put a button on this one because we could keep going. But before we leave out, in a minute, 30 seconds to a minute, I want each of you to, you know, give the people a closing statement you know it could be on relationship religion business or one of the three all of them something that from you all that help the people yeah we're gonna get on up out of here thank you all so much um if i could leave you with anything it would be every every morning when you get up Don't be true to yourself if you're the reason that you're getting deeper and deeper in a black hole. So be true to yourself, but be the best part of yourself that's mm. true to yourself. Not the part that's hurt, not the part that's confused, but the part that is sure of themselves. Um, lean on that part. And that's what I have. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I liked it. You know, as I learned from you. That was dope. That was dope. Um, if I could leave a word with you, um, don't get lost in the algorithm of the day. Right? Mm-hmm. Just like in, in social media, a post could get lost in the algorithm. Yeah. Um, because of so many other different posts. Right. Um, don't have so much going on in your life that you forget to be thankful. That you forget to um, think about the things that matter. Mm. Because all these other distractions can make you forget who you are, make you forget who God is, make you forget um, appreciate your children. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I preached about a couple of weeks ago, it make you forget the small things. Yeah. I got the activity of my fingers, and yeah. I, I can breathe, and I can think, and I can get up and move, and 
I'm in a house or I'm, I'm, I can, those are big if I want to get up and go here, I can do this. And I got people that love me. Don't get lost in the algorithm of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just be thankful. Just be thankful. Man, that was, that was good. That was good. Well, I, I want to thank y'all once again. This has been another, they out here flirting with each other while I'm trying to close the podcast. But that's what married people do. Which one? I smell like three different scents. Do it smell good though? Smell like sawdust. All I need to say is up here, up here, up there. Smell like sawdust, don't it? Yeah, smell like sawdust. That's what I'm talking about. That Tom Ford. We're going to get up out of here, but seriously, I'm thankful to have them back on again. And and y'all take your time, take notes on this one. This has been been power packed, full of jewels and nuggets. Thank you for having us. Um, thank y'all for for coming through. May his peace. Thank y'all for coming through. I'm at your house. Hit that subscribe button. We'll holler at y'all later on. Peace. Again. <laughs> <Y'all crazy. laughs>